There we go. That's it? That's it. Oh, Not a lot of meat on this episode. No, but, but a good conversation. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Not a lot of meat, but a, a good, good conversation. conversation. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. I am Aaron, and I'm here with two Grammy-nominated members of the band, The Triple Changers. Ha! My name is Ryan! (laughs) And I'm Caleb! (laughs) If you guys were Triple Changers, what would your alt modes be? This is a fucking dick. (laughs) <laughs> oh no that wouldn't work and you be a pussy and then I'll be a dick and then we can fuck each other or a butthole but you're triple changers yeah what's the other one a robot a dick and a uh, you can be a dick and a pussy but I and can't fuck myself this uh, th- is this how out. you wanted it to go <laughs> what would my other old mode be I don't know uh, you you go and then I'll think of one okay. I was just gonna say be a <clears throat> toss up between Mo, Larry and Curly and breakfast lunch and dinner so there's no robot mode. You're just you eggs. Said, you just said a triple changer. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this went well. Okay. Um, last episode, there was a battle royale over leadership of the Decepticons. And mm-hmm. um, we don't know who's come out on top of that yet. But uh, we also had a scene where the mortally wounded Decepticastaways <laughs> have happened like upon it. our old pal Unicron. Mm-hmm. And that's where really we kick things off. Unicron has just said Megatron's name twice and uh, welcomed him to his presence. And Did you want to do your impression? It's pretty good. Uh, Welcome. Megatron. That wasn't as good. That's I don't know. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think everything sounds cool. Yeah, when, when you get up to close the to the mic, it sounds great. <laughs> so the the force of his welcome pushed Megatron backwards, and really in a really cool animated effect, Megatron digs his uh, claws, so to speak, <laughs> into the horn, and and uh, <laughs> which is like, hey, motherfucker, that's my tooth. <laughs> It's his horn. Yeah, but he digs it into the planet, and I mean... Are horns made out of the same material as teeth? I don't believe No, I think they're more similar to fingernails, actually, than they are teeth. Yeah, there's no... You don't... There's no nerves in them. It's kind of like hair. So it might not be a horn. It's more of a fang. Yeah. If it was a tooth. Yeah. And All it's right. like, and he makes some pretty, like, that seems painful. Oh. <laughs> that seems like even as big as Unicron is, that looks painful. It might be the equivalent of, like, a mosquito bite to us. Uh, so, okay, the, he's decelerated by uh, digging his claws mm-hmm. in. Megatron is curious, and he propels himself back towards... <gasps> Who said that? <laughs> and Unicron introduces himself. I... I... No, wait. I... Um, Unicron. 
Charisse. Oh, yours. <laughs> oh no! Well, this is gonna. Well, this is gonna devolve into us just just like, doing the. We're voices. doing script reading. Just doing the lines. Yes, we're just doing the lines from the movie. Hey everybody! If you love Transformers the movie, What'd you'll you? really love us just doing all the lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, Bonus content. That's everybody. how we can help get Ernie through the week. That's right. That's right. Is that what this We're... whole podcast is about now? I mean, yes. Yeah. That's, that's admirable. I'm cool with it. But... This is all for Ernie. Um, so, once again, Megatron is hurled backwards, this time um, in sort of more space directly in front of Unicron's mm-hmm. mouth. He's still curious. Um, Unicron lets Megatron know that he summoned him here for a purpose. Megatron says, Nobody summons Megatron. And then <laughs> in U- Unicron. Then it pleases me to be the first. God damn, we're gonna do this whole thing. No one wants to hear this. So, so okay. To Megatron's point, did Unicron? We talked about this a little bit last episode, but mm-hmm. did Unicron really summon them, or did they just happen upon each other? I feel like it's more like that's their pretty, trajectories crossed paths. That's a pretty like uh, serendipitous meeting because space is real big, and like <laughs> seeing anything the size of even a transformer is nigh on impossible. So I I, I think that he like summoned them somehow. I don't. <laughs> but he's I, definitely I, headed I, in I, their direction. I think, I think it's a. I think I think it's a bit overstating on Unicron's part. I think. Basically, Unicron probably came to them. It would be like if I came to your house and said, <laughs> I've summoned you. <laughs> so he's just like fronting? He's like, yeah, yeah I summoned yeah, your yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. I think he is fronting a little bit. Um, not to mention, but it seems like they were, like as we talked last episode, that they were dumped not really that far from Cybertron. Right. And I think Unicron is headed to Cybertron. That's where he... Yeah. Like, if he goes there, the Matrix is around that area. I don't know. His motivation and, and direction is real muddled at this point. Like, what he, he just seems to be adrift. Right. I love that Megatron, it remain, even when mortally wounded, uh, just keeps that sass. Yep. He's, yeah, he's like, <laughs> I am a badass to the <laughs> end, to yep. the bitter end. So he's tough. So Megatron commands Unicron to state his business. Which, I just love how professional he is also. What a professional... State your business. We didn't come here to have croissant and coffee. You put your deal on the table and we'll get this signed. Look, look, look. You can have some little carrots and some veggies out of the tray over there. But let's get to this. Um, So, Megatron... Or, I'm sorry. uh, So, Unicron then uh, hooks us up with uh, kind of the revelation. Mm -hmm. Basically, 30 minutes... Here we are, 30 minutes into the movie. The plot is finally revealed. And he says that this is his command and says, Hey, you need to go destroy the Autobot Matrix of Leadership for me. And, by the way, just so you know, it's the only thing that can stand in my way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's at uh, 2947, so kind of late into the minute. But, like, yeah, it's I know it's exposition, but also, like, hey, maybe keep that to yourself, that it's the only thing that can fuck <laughs> <Right>. you up. Because <laughs> I think, nah, spoilers, that's going to come back to bite him. Well, well not really. An, but an attempted bite. That's right. <laughs> it'll it'll be indigestion. It's it it'll it, it gets them from the inside, right? That's how that's how they get you. <laughs> from the inside out. That's where they get you. The okay, so <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I know, I know, I know. No, it's it's I I, I want a quick interjection. I have no sure. problem with it. 
it's just a point of noting and I don't want to make you self-aware but uh, when you do segues you you re- I repeat to repeat the last I know, thing I know, that was I said I know I do it, all the time yeah yeah so like the uh, last thing that was said yeah so, <laughs> right, so I'll, I'll start cause I'm gonna start to try to, to like fuck with me yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, pretty much so we're yeah, but, Okay, pretty much. Okay, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> no, 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 I'll, I'll work on it, Caleb. Aaron will work on it. <laughs> so the, the, uh, that's really about it. On, oh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. Megatron comes in, and uh, so Unicron says, go take care of this Matrix situation, and Megatron is like, man, it's cool. I took care of that turkey off the yeah. <laughs> damn self. Yeah. It ain't cool being a so jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. So, so uh, and Unicron says you exaggerate, and that takes us to the end of the minute. So Megatron seems to know about the Matrix existing mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yeah, or he's just like rolling with it improv style, and um, and then <laughs> he's yes, anding unicorn. That's right. He's like, uh, uh, I need a suggestion for a setting um, that two people might be in. Uh, but no, he is also <laughs> Unicron's immediately like, whatever. You didn't do yeah, that shit. He's calling him on his <laughs> which bluff. which leads me to believe that maybe Unicron like did he see the fight? Well, he obviously saw the Matrix of Leadership being passed on to Ultra Magnus. Sure, so one would think that he he also has the capability of. Of uh, seeing what happens, at least in the presence of the Matrix. So all this time up until that well, right. that was passed, could, did Unicron's little viewfinders on that core on the inside oh, of sure. him? Did they just show the inside He's of Prime chest the for millions of years? Oh. Well, that was my point too. Of like, <laughs> hey, you couldn't get to Earth in the four million years that Prime was unconscious under a volcano. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't revealed somehow. Maybe well, the reason is because it wasn't even a thing yet. But like, movie. but I, I, I guess my the way I frame it in the world of the movie is that I, I guess if Prime is unconscious, the Matrix is unconscious. Hmm. I do like the concept of him talking, and this energy is basically blasting, and mm-hmm. and um, I think it wouldn't be as effective if it didn't exist. And I think it's really showing the true power that Unicron has versus. Megatron. I mean, it is, he's, he's yeah. exuding, he's a, they're like, how can we exude a certain type of dominance here other than the sheer size of Unicron over Megatron? And I think that's a good solution. That's true. It is a pretty cool thing of like, even his voice is so strong that it pushes, actively pushes Megatron back. And yeah. it, that is a good point. I, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, is like, if he were just in front of Unicron, that would seem pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also demonstrating that it's, that, that the planet itself is the being talking. It, it, it helps instead of something within it. I don't know. It's uh, not yeah. like a Wizard of Oz situation. It, 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 it helps make you aware of the full presence of mm-hmm. that object is the one doing the talking. It's not like a space a, ship. A ship, yeah. It's, it's just a speaker like, on the other side of a, that butthole. It's a big... It is a mouth sphincter of mm-hmm. sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what Megatron seems to think is that it's a ship at the beginning because so, he's like, show yourself. So is it... it if it's a sphincter, is, is he just farting his commands? <laughs> <laughs> that's what the solar wind is. It's is like his farts. space farts. Don't, <laughs> don't light a match in the yeah. direction of that. A burrito. Yeah. Burrito. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so I don't have any uh, voice actors for this part, 
But I thought we could take a moment to talk about the connection between The Matrix and Unicron. So we've touched on mm-hmm. that a little bit. So I forced you guys to watch cool. episode 90, Call of the Primitives. Oh, <laughs> because, boy. And I haven't watched any Transformers cartoons in a while. So, and I, I knew that most of them are shitty, but I've always liked season three. Uh, yeah, I just like the weirdness. Season of it. three is bonkers. Yeah. And that episode, yeah. I, I don't, rem- I real, I don't remember that episode, and it was, it was, it, it was. was I, I'll say this: I was never ahead of it. No. It was, <laughs> nope. Every turn, I was on like, your toes? I was like, I didn't think you'd do that. <laughs> so. The uh, just for the listener, if it's been a while since you've watched it, uh, let's explain it to you. <laughs> let's walk through it. So, and the reason why let's is do because every line in impressions of it. <laughs> God no. Do your grimlock. <laughs> no, no. Just go ahead and <laughs> go, go ahead. Well, so so the uh, so the reason we're talking about it is because I knew that there was another episode that touched on the origin of Unicron, and I thought that maybe it would also talk about the Matrix and. It, some sort of In connection between it just, just not even really. Yeah. Um, they sort of do it visually, but anyway. So, Call of the Primitive is an episode. It's ninety, and what happens is some faceless scientist is creating some kind of life named Tornatron, and he indicates that, like another uh, being he created, his predecessor, he's, which was his predecessor uh, you, that that you will not fail him like that one did, and you won't turn on him like that one did, which was made of matter, and Tornatron is made of energy. And so, energy never turns on. Anybody. I don't know the logic. <laughs> I know. I don't know why that I've would. created you out of energy, and so well, I, as we see in the episode, he's not a good inventor. Um, <laughs> and also, the names in this fucking Tornatron. Show. Tornatron. Tornatron. His, name is, his name is Primacron. 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 Right. Right. But just just like let's just mash together Prime. Primus and Decepticon. Unicron. Right. So uh, so he sends that energy off into the universe. I don't know to what end. I guess to destroy all life, which is... His motivation's uh, real shaky. It it, it makes a pit stop on Cybertron, turns into a giant spider thing, sucks all the energy off, and then flies off. And that's when it's revealed that... That Unicron was his previous right, creation because he says he says you've already done more than your previous creation Unicron or so and and I was like didn't Unicron do a lot I mean I'm assuming that Unicron ate more than just Lethone and a couple of moon bases <laughs> in his life yeah it, that. <laughs> That it's like that storyline doesn't match with the yeah you know, the, the, the retconning doesn't work no, really no, no. No, so no. you transition to the Autobots and Decepticons are fighting on some other planet for some reason yeah it's I thought it was the moon <laughs> oh was it no like, no it, it is a, a moon of a planet because I thought it was Earth in the next scene but it it's doesn't not Earth. really matter yeah and like uh, but it's cool like you see that like there's a ton of Decepticons and Autobots but very quickly it's only like five of each yeah. <laughs> right so but. I guess my question is so it's an explanation of kind of like where the where the matrix comes from and, and this guy made Unicron. And so it yeah, really fit. Well, so yeah, so well, uh, some some unknown voice telepathically commands all the the transformers that turn into monsters and beasts to a distant planet, and they find ultimately the primitives. They, uh, the, the primitives, if you will, they ultimately find a glowing being entity of some sort that explains the whole backstory. Which of looks this like pr- the mirror from oh. like a Star Trek episode. Explain to me then. The, at first, I thought the voice that was speaking to them, calling them, was the the, the monkey. The monkey. The inventor. The, the inventor no, but it's, it's not. Like, no. so what is that? He was kind of a monkey guy because there's a flashback sequence. So. 
He explains that he is was the assistant to Primacron. But what's the voice calling? That's who that is. That's the, the Primacron's assistant, and I guess maybe they had a falling he's now, out. He's now energy. <laughs> and well, so yeah. Well, what happens on screen is that he, well, first of all, he tells the story that Primacron created mm-hmm. Unicron. Then Unicron turned on Primacron, tried to destroy him. So I get the I get the uh, sense that Unicron destroyed the uh, assistant. And the assistants, they, they illustrate the assistant's spirit. He's like, basically says, like, after the Unicron attacked, I got the fuck out of here. And yeah. to illustrate that, they show the Matrix of Leadership right. floating off into space. Which is weird. <laughs> and I don't, I and they, don't, they don't refer to the Matrix of Leadership. They don't, they don't even really talk about it. They just show it floating so, off into space. So was, the, so was the voice, the disembodied voice... Uh-huh. Is that Primacron or Primacron's assistant? Assistant. And then the monkey is Primacron? Yes. Well, the little gimpy thing yes. that shows up is Primacron, yes. Yes. So, ulti- so Primacron's trying to destroy... He's trying to create another Unicron-ish just universe destruction entity. And, so Primacron- and his assistant wants to stop him. So that's oh why he's God. called... The, he, and, his, and his logic behind it is... He says that the reason I've assembled all you primitives to try and stop Primacron <laughs> is because Primacron is so smart. I think that maybe if I call in the stupidest of his, of his creations, then uh, we'll be able to stop right. him. So <laughs> the primitives are basically anything in an animal form. It's the Predacons, it's the Dinobots, Skylinks. Which they tend to be dumb, except for Skylinks. Skylinks right. is like a, Who pre- is? a pretentious fop. Yeah, which, <laughs> he's British and pretentious. Which, he's which, fucking intolerable, <laughs> but yeah, he's not dumb. So, <laughs> so and then also, so then also, oh, the ana- uh, 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 the ones who form Anabus or, or Abominus, Abominus, uh, yeah, the yeah, Terracons. Yeah. Ter- it's basically Trypticon, the Terracons, the Dinobots, Skylinks, uh, the Predacons. Yes, yeah, that's it. I think that. Oh, that- and, and the tapes that are animals. Oh, the tapes they just busted out of the, their <laughs> yeah. chest. Oh, that's to so your cool. point on the last episode, Caleb, where you're talking about is it? Uh, do they eject? Um, only when Soundwave wants them to, he says... Uh, he can't control it. He can't control it, so that leads me to believe that he always controls it. They have blaster, both bla- two blasters tapes, yeah. um, and two of, uh, uh, like, Ratbat and uh, uh, Ravage, I think. <laughs> so, so I'm... S- the relevance of us what why'd you make so, us well, watch I, that? because to try <laughs> to try and well i forced you to watch it because it shows it's about unicron and the matrix well sort sure. of about the matrix the yeah. matrix visually if not so i watched it hoping to find answers but didn't find any real answer about the connection <laughs> so but but you do get a little bit of history about what created unicron at least I in this dismiss, universe i want to dismiss everything that <clears throat> yeah. i watched on an episode and i <laughs> so i i the 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 think the think that a that a that this little character created Unicron just I refuse to accept it. <laughs> well, and so, then Shocker, like the 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 beast of energy, turns on him just like Unicron did. Right, right, and it does manage to kill all of the primitives except for Grimlock, mm-hmm. and then Grimlock finds his way to Primacron's ship. Yeah, and then through uh, the miracle of stupid <laughs> that writing, episode is disturbing because <laughs> the themes in it are that it is like. Uh, creating technology to, and control. If you try to use like science and technology, if you if you utilize it, it'll it'll get out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should tr- uh, to fight that. You uh, <laughs> get stupid things to 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 control it. What's that Mike Judge movie? 
Oh, uh, idiocracy. Idi- it's like idiocracy. <laughs> oh, or our or, or our, our, our current our administration. Current <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, it's scar- it actually has a lot of relevance. Um, but like, yeah, and like you were saying, Aaron, um, in the worst writing. Everybody go to of like I don't know what to do. Reverse polarity. <laughs> yeah, Grimlock says the reverse button. So I never thought of that. So yeah, Primacron's struggling to control this, his Tornatron or whatever his fucking name is. He can't figure out the sciency way to stop him. Yeah, and he so, says all these like it's just jargon, jargon, jargon. It's like a bad episode of Star Trek. <laughs> and Grimlock finds a reverse switch. Yeah, he just flips it. It's right there. <laughs> and, and yeah, he's like, oh, I never thought of reversing the polarity. <laughs> It's all about reversing polarities in the Transformers uh, world. We soured and its milk. <laughs> I don't even get that reference. It's from a, a TNG episode. Uh, okay. Like there's a, 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 a parasite on the Enterprise and it's draining the energy and they're like, oh, just reverse polarity. I don't know if that's literally what they say, but it's basically what they say. We soured its milk. Because <laughs> it's a baby. It's a baby parasite. They accidentally okay. killed the parent. Oh, well. It's a, good. It's a, it's a, it's a good, bad episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The so I will say that this episode that I forced you guys to watch is also the source of some major retconning. So we got no explanation of why the Matrix showed up. I mean, they put it on there, so I guess, to establish a tie. But in the Japanese continuity, they took this episode and reworked the dialogue to insinuate that um, Primacron's assistant, his soul, is got put in the Matrix or something, mm-hmm. and that Matrix ultimately found its own home world and created Cybertron and the Transformers ultimately and so Which I makes guess a lot more sense. In a sen- in a sense he is Primus. Primus he, yeah. he, he, his soul becomes Primus. I don't like the, the idea that Primus is some douchebag's assistant. <laughs> well they insi- they also insinuate that the assistant is the one who can so the Primacron can make all this stuff, but the assistant is the one that brings that gives them life. So it's like um, Andy Warhol's studio where he's just like putting his name on all this stuff that everybody did. <laughs> it's like Jeff Koons. I don't know who that is. Oh, sorry. No, who is it? Jeff Koons is an artist uh, known for, he creates like those um, giant sculptures that look like like toy balloon sculptures. Uh-huh. There's some, at, have you ever been to the uh, Wonder... Uh, Crystal Bridges Museum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, he's got some Jeff Koons there. He he. Anyway, he makes artwork, and but it's to the point where he's actually commissioning the. He's got the idea, and he's commissioning it to be made by technicians. Mm-hmm. He I, really isn't doing anything himself except he has the concept, and as a consequence right. of that, he's what is making that? the millions. There's an author, and he's very They're cool. Oh wow! Like, check out the Michael Jackson one. I'll put some pictures of this up because it is pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. No, Jeff Koons makes some really great stuff. Or he has stuff made really great. It's sort of like uh, James. He's still Pat- the the you know the artistic director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's just what I'm saying. It's like that's that's. It's like uh, James Patterson, who uh, 150 novels come out every year with his name on it, but basically he's just. Like, uh, he has uh, lesser-known writers who uh, write these books, and then he, I don't know if he even, what his contribution is to it, but uh, his name on it basically gets your book sold, which is kind of cool, but kind of weird. I think our listeners would really like Jeff Koon's stuff, because it looks like like giant toys, or, you know, it's... It's like they look like balloon sculptures, but yes. they are not. They're made out of like uh, some sort, like either aluminum or. I metal. would like it if they were. Literally, are they full of air? Literally, no, no, they're, they're, they're solid. They are, yeah, they are not what they appear to be. They do look just they, like balloons. They are. Though. They're actually not made out of balloon material. They are metal. They are metal or some sort of composite. Um, and so that's kind of the part of the shtick. 
Thus, Jeff Coombs calling right now. <laughs> He's gonna sue us. <laughs> He's like, hey, 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 hey. Get back at that guy. So anyway, yeah, uh, li- cool. listeners, just check out Jeff Coombs. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, I'm glad we talked about Call of the Primitives, because this would have been a 15-minute episode. I know, but there wasn't a lot. Um, <laughs> there were some short things I had I, I, in Call of the Primitives that I thought was a little weird. I mean, Rodimus is in good form of, let's, there's one part where he goes, let's do what they don't expect, counterattack. <laughs> That's and all then, that you should expect. And then, and then, uh, and then uh, even Galvatron goes, yes, goes I, I don't believe it! Yes, yes. Just to run, drive the point home that he was totally surprised. Um, and the, but there was one point, and I don't know if you want to pull it up, at 335 in that show where I, I swear to God. Episode. I hate that episode so much. It's it's frustrating. <laughs> um, although I will say the animation is amazing. Yes. And what were you yeah. saying about the animation? It was a one-off? I, yeah, well, so a lot of people believe there's this uh, there's this artistic outfit. I don't know exactly what they are. They're called Studio Ox. And... Um, they did a lot of uh, Transformers artwork, and they had a very specific, I would call it even flamboyant mm-hmm. style. It was very uh, stylized, especially like the points and like the guns. It's very, I don't know how I want to say pointy, but like it's, right. everything's like elongated. Yeah, I think they exaggerate the extremities of mm-hmm. things, like Ultra Magnus's horns, like yeah. go way up into the air and to a point. And so, and I think a lot of most Transformers fans are familiar with Studio Ox to a, a degree. And so I think a lot of people believe that Studio Ox was responsible for animating that episode because it was so stylistically in their vein. But I don't know that they were actual animation studio. I think hmm. they just did illustrations for publications. Well, so what but do you I think, think a designer. Well, so a lot of people think it happens, but according to TF Wiki, it wasn't. It's it wasn't a Studio Ox production, but it's possible that a Studio Ox illustrator designer mm-hmm. was responsible for okay. art directing the episode on behalf of another studio. So it was say, definitely in, it was probably influenced if not actually mm-hmm. created by them. But it was awesome. Yeah, by and large the animation in that episode is beyond most of the episodes especially in season what 3. A, like it's really good. What a shame to put it on with such a shitty story. I mean the story is very weird. <laughs> it does suck that that's like Unicron is such this major game-changing element in the Transformers universe, and, and they like, just like drunkenly explained yeah. it away. They, they, <laughs> they just make him like punch it in. a huge broken, missed opportunity, like prototype. <laughs> yeah. So uh, iconic moment. We can. I am the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know. Um, I like the part where Unicron just shuts Megatron down and is like, "Nah, you didn't do that shit." Yeah, at the very end of the minute, yeah, where he calls him on his. You're exaggerating. You're exaggerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I have this. I have to second that. I, I like. I think. Uh, what, let me see if I can find it here. Twenty nine, twenty three is where I'm going. And um, so there's just this really neat illustration where it's a side shot of Megatron facing Unicron, and I just think it really. Yeah. The scale differences right here, essentially. And, uh, yeah, 28, 23, so, you said, yeah. I think that just really illustrates the scale difference. It feels like an iconic sort of image yeah, to me in terms of how they're they're facing off and the light just envelops his body. And, you know, Megatron's general sassiness. I love how witty Unicron is. Yeah. Like, he's this big, tough, evil thing, but he's snappy with the comebacks. Well, let's, yeah. let's remember who's doing the lines there. <laughs> Mr. Orson Welles, man. <laughs> 
he didn't write those motherfuckers. I know, but he he, he delivers them. He delivers them very well. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He may have been ad libbing. <laughs> yeah. He was talking to some like. Uh, Please buy Parmesan. <laughs> yeah. I think you should get some wine and frozen peas. <laughs> Uh, like I have an animation question. Yeah. Like, so his his Unicron's talking that energy is that like painted or or like you know it's a different. How do they wash? How, we, is it like a, a wash? We talk about this all the time of like how does light work in animation, and we never well, look it up or answer But that's the a different type of light. That doesn't seem to be the uh, whatever you call it the. Uh, the cutaway. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cutaway. That's yeah. a cutaway, actually inside him. Uh, but that that's just it, an overlay. It's like an I overlay think. wash mm-hmm. of some I think sort. it's just like a light paint. Yeah, like a light uh, layer. Okay. The, cool. It's opaque. Yeah, yeah. Or is opaque uh, translucent. Translucent, if you will. Yeah, let's go with that. I see. Guys. Well, yeah. What? You know what time it is? Uh. <laughs> 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 So I will say before you go into I don't really have much. Okay. As opposed to um, there, there's a line that Unicron says where um, the the line where he says this I command you were to destroy the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. That's what he says on screen. But in this version of the script I have, he just says bring me the Autobot Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go into. He's just like, he doesn't go into any I, I love how your your like Ryan's is like full of like crazy like different like. Mythologies and strange and you, visuals, and then Aaron uses bare bones, and then they <laughs> meet in the middle. Uh, the what we see on screen is the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. bring movie. me the Matrix. <laughs> Megatron's a gopher. <laughs> I would like Starbucks, please, and a Matrix. Yeah. Could you get me one of the new Taco Bell yeah. naked egg tacos so for breakfast? A, so Megatron's a PA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's an intern. <laughs> Uh, okay, I've got some stuff here. All right, so in the last one we talked about, uh, Megatron is a ghostly, uh, ephemeral version of himself. Um, so he's a life spark, and here we are. Uh, we have an angle on Megatron's life spark as he is suddenly bathed in and gripped by a pale, cold ray, which draws Megatron's life spark. Other sparks and debris across space with dizzyingly increasing speed, hauling everything faster and faster than down, down, down. And we, <laughs> Megatron's life spark goes, aye! <laughs> I see what you've written. You've written that there are 12 eyes. There are 12 eyes in IE. <laughs> All right, and we're on a slab-like mechanical planet, which I don't know what that fucking means. Um, the slab planet is, a, is huge and rotates on its axis through miasma-like clouds and swirling ominous storm clouds through which strange electronic displays play, and we follow the wailing Megatron life spark and other sparks and debris down through the mists. Here we're on the surface. Um, and this part is super creative. Uh, it's really cool. Like, as Megatron's life spark lands and then cowers in a smoking, hell-like, mechanical, high-tech cavern, setting amid belching sulfurous fumes and the coiling and uncoiling of snake-like iron grass and the ceaseless undulation of steel tree trunk forms. <laughs> I like how it has those in quotes. <laughs> yes. this, does this have the ball-bearing waterfalls? This too? is, uh, this is, well, this is the same. No, that was Cybertron. Oh, yeah. This is different. This is Slab um, Planet. Yes. Sorry. Uh, they rise menacingly. These tree trunk forms are covered with geometric shaped metallic crystalline scales which create an eerie clanging bell sound as they sway around Megatron's terrified life spark. Note, we will later learn that the tree trunks and grass shapes are hairs on the back of Ingester's hand, but for now we are ignorant What's of Ingester? that. What's Ingester? That's Unicron. That's a early oh, yeah. Unicron. So, so after all this description, 
uh, Unicron goes, bring me the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then if you want to do, you're, you're good at the ghostly voice, so here's oh, the... Oh, I, I won't do it that annoying one. Do it, do it. I won't do it that annoying. Welcome, Megatron. <laughs> Welcome to the planet Unicron. <laughs> Who greets me? Show yourself that I may know you. Who greets me? Yeah, that's right. I see. I have to do all of this? Just this part. It, but it, this is a ghostly voice. Oh, anyway, it's supposed to be roaring like thunder. Yeah, well, anyway. but I like the ghost. You give no orders here. Here I am alone and master, for I am in jester, the absorber of Unicron. All right, wait. So, wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. And jester is a separate being Sounds in this like he's controlling Unicron? him. Um, it's not clear. See, it says... The absorber of Unicron and just I think it's I think it's the same. Th I don't know. I think I feel, I haven't read it's ahead. Like the Holy oh, Trinity. maybe it's Father, Ingester, Son, and the Holy. Ingester is like, well, he says he's the, the absorber for, for like like the, the the like the the mouth of Unicron. I don't know, man. <laughs> he's on the back of this dude's hand, so I don't so know. It's the back, I feel like so the slab-like planet is the back of Unicron's hand. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So it's he's even much much larger. This is all fucking. This is crazy. also the script where it talks about how on the rings of Unicron, uh, one of those orbs is the size of Earth. See, wow, this is crazy. Okay, Megatron's life spark cowering. Why did you bring me here? I'm of no use to you. My life spark is dissolving into the void. I, uh, I'm not doing. Okay, I'll do it. Just, no, uh, no, just read it. Oh, all right, all sorry, right. So grumpy. I'm sorry. I'm, Man, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Grumpatron right. over here. <laughs> <laughs> Surly bot. Uh, then the ghostly voice says, Silence, you said you would do anything to regain function and be revenged. Megatron stops cowering, shows a glint of cunning. He's, be <laughs> he's beginning to plot. Yes, I did. But why should that concern you, mighty ingester? And that is where we will pick up next episode. Wow. This is bonkers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a real cliffhanger. It's almost like we're just, we're experiencing a parallel universe That's right. in our Those universe. are like scenes that are like heavy, me like heavy metal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's much more psychedelic. Fantasy, yes. Totally fantasy. Uh, <laughs> next episode. Yep. Megatron plays some negotiating hardball. Yep, he's yep. a real, like, he's, I, I mean, I may be dying, but I still have some things I want out of this deal. It's yep. <laughs> weird. Ultimately, I think we're going to see a good deal made, and, um... Will terms uh, be accepted? Uh, perhaps. Mm, okay. Or at least offered. Ah. Oh. To a strong degree. <laughs> I mean, demanded, basically. It's uh, kind of like Transformers Shark Tank. Yeah. Oh. Shark Decon Tank. I will fund this. Yeah. Megatron. I don't know. I've never seen the show. <laughs> Megatron, ABC. Always be closing? Word. Yeah, coffee's for closers. Yes. Cyber coffee. Third prize, you're fired. Yeah. He'll get he'll get access to the Glen Gary Glen Ross. The good leads, the Glen yeah. Gary leads. The Glen Gary leads, yep. Everybody go watch Glen Gary Glen Ross. <laughs> it's much better than our podcast. Glen Gary. Glen Gary Glen Ross. It's hard to say. I don't like that movie that much. Shh, get the fuck out of here. I just like the Alec Baldwin parts. That movie's great. Well, I don't even know what to do right now. <laughs> Hit me with your clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Please tell your friends. Tune in on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Oh, and tune in. Yes. yes. Tune in on tune in. Tune in. 
Tune in on Tune In. Or do what I do and forget Tune In even exists. <laughs> uh, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APODDCast. And visit our web presence at autopoddecepticast.com. If you're an iTunes user, please rate and subscribe. Yes, five stars, yep. please. It helps us out. Yep, rate and subscribe. And we'll also shout you out if you care about that. We will shout you out if we'll you care about your dick. We'll shout you up and shout you out and there'll be dick sucking and... Or, you know, I mean, if you like your asshole played with, whatever. <laughs> I like a good... La, 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 la. <laughs> Caleb is grimacing. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't felt this way in a while. <laughs> <laughs> just like he has a knife, he's just cutting into his leg. <laughs> that sounded weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Dick pussy asshole. <laughs>
I would, uh, I will say quickly for this episode, I think Unicron is enabling Megatron by creating an entirely new uh, body for him. Is that too much? Oh, uh, well, no, way to stitch it together. I mean, we got this a real segue <laughs> of gold there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's watch it. 